Hello, welcome to All Villa No Villa, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. It's a brilliant day for Villa as we do the double over Arsenal for the first time in almost 30 years. We pick a legend at centre midfield to slot into our all-time Aston Villa Perfect eleven, And of course, there is our back-in-time quiz where a free Nando's is on the line. So welcome to the sixth episode of All Villa No Filler. I'm your host, George Zielinski. I'm joined by two lifelong villains, as ever, Birmingham's own Roisin Mendonca. Hello, Roisin. Good afternoon, George. And Frankie Maguire. Hello, Frankie. How you doing, George? Good to see you. Good to see you too. Uh, Frankie, how have you been this week? Yeah, not too bad. Um, just as I mentioned last week, I, I've got a walk now where I go and meet a bunch of cats that I've named. Um, that's about as exciting as lockdown life gets for me. Um, just <laughs> just <laughs> sitting around, playing computer games, <laughs> making tea. Oh, Frank, um, have you regressed <laughs> in lockdown? I feel like... Are you okay? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Help me. I don't think, I don't think we can. I think you'll be yeah. on, you could be beyond help. Well, yeah. hopefully the result today You've is, got is the cats, tonight. Frankie. The, well, True. exactly. True. Um, so, yeah, um, basically, Villa is just my life at the moment. It's like I, I work from home and all that, but then I'm just counting down the days to Villa, and it's seemingly every other hour Villa are playing at the moment. You know what? You know what I think as well. I think I think obviously lockdown is hard for for everybody. Just imagine supporting a team that isn't successful. You know, do you know what I mean? Mm. At, at least, at least in lockdown, we can watch Villa play exciting, attractive, successful football. Yeah, you could be a Birmingham City fan. You know, but Rasheen, how have you been keeping? Yeah, fine. It was nice to be back in school this week. Although I did, it's it's Children's Mental Health Awareness Week, and the theme is express yourself. So we've got to talk to the kids about how they can express themselves and, you know, tell them how we express ourselves. I thought, perfect time to tell two teenage girls from Northfield um, how I express myself doing a podcast. (laughs) 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 What's your podcast on? Uh, Aston Villa. Their faces. You know that look that only teenage girls can master where in that moment they have never seen anything less cool than you <laughs> in their lives they were horrified one girl literally ran out of the classroom other side of the corridor like completely I, I think when, when i was a teenage boy i used to get that look a lot from teenage yeah, girls. yeah. Uh, <laughs> i was gonna say I, I think i still get it from adult women now so. yeah, <laughs> Something yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't think my street cred with with the teenagers of of West Birmingham is particularly high at the moment. But you know, oh, it was sorry. funny. It was. Funny. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, I mean, I you know, I, I you know how last week I said uh, I said I'd, I'd I'd resigned as Martin O'Neill in my in my Aston Villa football manager uh, challenge, which I've been doing for the past few weeks. But I, I just can't I just can't keep away from football manager. I had to dive back in with a brand new challenge, a new a new week, a new challenge. Uh, Go on, tell us what is it. Right, so this one is called the "What If Tim Sherwood Was Right" challenge. Uh, whereas I don't, I don't know if you if you remember um, when Sherwood was manager uh, and that summer when he was when he was brought in, uh, we signed all these players which had potential, lots of potential young players from kind of abroad uh, that uh, that subsequently have turned out to be quite successful, like Jordan Vertu. I think he's at Roma now. Um, Idrissa Gaze at uh, PSG. I think he's PSG, still at PSG. So. So what I did was I, I created a Villa team. I wiped uh, the current Villa team out. I brought in all the players that played under Tim Sherwood um, all those seasons ago, uh, and just to, just to see like how successful they could be playing playing uh, 
playing for Aston Villa uh, again. I called myself Tim Sherwood, as I have been doing in the past <laughs> few weeks. But I appointed the real Tim Sherwood, who's in the game, as my assistant, because obviously, you know, who knows these players better? Um, so, uh, yeah, so some, <laughs> of, so some of those players I can't find, like Jura Core, I can't find, because I play this kind of streamlined version. So I, I don't know what league he plays in now, but um, they couldn't find him. So I'm really lightweight in defence. So basically, I have, like, quite a lot of players in attack. I've still got Grealish and Traore and... Uh, ben Teke and players like that who, I, who I've got but my back four who have had to play every single game because I've got nobody else <laughs> is, uh, is Matt Lowton, Kieran Clark, Nathan Baker and Ender Stevens, who are still yeah, on the yeah. under Sherwood. Um, so I'm hoping that there's no injury crisis at the back because there's literally nobody else <laughs> who can come in so to replace them. Was Tim Sherwood right? How are you well, faring with well, this Well, I'm, I'm Doing better than Tim Sherwood did, let's put it that way, because obviously... <laughs> it be hard, would <laughs> Yeah, well, exactly. I, I think, again, I'm mid-table, which seems to be, like, the level, the, the, the peak level I can achieve as a football manager in Football Manager. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've had a few wins, a few defeats. I'm hovering around the 11th place again. So, yeah, I'll, I'll obviously, I'll stick with it. Well, I'll see how long I can stick with it for, and um, I'll let you know next week how I'm getting on. Are you wearing a gilet when you... <laughs> not, no not not yet but um you know by next week who knows all villa no filler on twitter facebook and instagram okay then so it finished uh, aston villa one arsenal nil as i said it's the first double over arsenal in a season in around 30 years so since the 92-93 season um rasheen what did you make of the performance today I thought it was great. If you would have asked me midweek, I would have said we'd been outplayed by West Ham. I would have said we weren't defensively good at all, not not great in goal, um, apart from Mings, who was fantastic at the back. Um, I thought we were outplayed in kind of attacking midfield. I didn't think Ollie Watkins took his chances. And then we've come out today and it's either Dean Smith is a god um, or the players are quite kind of self-critical and, and self-aware. And they turned it around. Um, I thought that it was clear Emmy Martinez was not letting in a goal today. Um, Tyro Mings had another fantastic game. Ollie Watkins was superb, um, not only taking his chance, getting in the positions as he always does, but tracking back as well. Um, and I was quite liking the kind of rotation that, that Frankie called that we kind of maybe needed last week in terms of seeing a good player play for 60 minutes that I like and seeing another good player play for 30 minutes that I like. Um, I just thought we completely turned it around and I was thrilled, actually. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was a really good performance. I saw Arteta after the game saying, like, Arsenal dominated, which, which I... I mean, yeah, they had a lot of the ball, but I can't really think of, like, a major chance that they had at all. If anything, I think the better chances fell to us and we could have mm. made it two or three. I, I, I really have no idea uh, what he was... No, I think they only had a couple of shots on target. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't really uh, and when you've got Emmy Martinez, the force at the back, who's only had one bad game all season, um, you know, the, those chances aren't going in, are they? What do yeah. you think, Frankie? Yes, I think, as you said, Roshi, and I think the West Ham game was really disappointing. But what does it say about our mentality to be able to come back from that just three days later? Uh, in truth, I think we have to remember that the, the team had the, enforced two weeks off from COVID. Who knows what physical effects they've had from COVID itself? Um, and they've had a real glut of quite intense games all back to back to back, you know, a lot of games. Um, so I think I'm quite glad now they've got a week off. But I thought today uh, they bounced back really well. Um, defensively, we were absolutely phenomenal. 
Um, I think if, in truth, actually, in the first half, it was quite a strange performance. We played almost a bit like the away team, like we invited the pressure and we looked to counterattack them in the same way we beat them at the Emirates Stadium earlier this season. Um, in, and also, in a way, it was quite reminiscent of when we beat them 1-0 last season. But I, uh, yeah, I thought the defence was phenomenal. And um, Matt Target, yet again, really solid. Edry Konsa, um reads the game beautifully. Matty Cash and uh, Tyro Mings particularly were really brilliant. Tyro Mings throwing himself into everything. And, you know, it's worth remembering that it's not long ago, a lot of fans were getting on, well, some fans were getting on Tyro Mings' back. And the truth is, like, as I said a few weeks ago, when Mings came into Villa, he was a transformational signing. We would not have gone up without him and we wouldn't have stayed up without him. And we're now improving with him there. He's a natural leader at the back. The players around him have improved having him there uh, beside them. Um, And today you saw the very best of him. You saw a player who can play nicely on the floor and a player who reads the game and throw himself into tackles and last-ditch blocks, which he did about yeah, two What about that clearance time. last week? It would have been four. Well, yeah. well, not last week, sorry, midweek. Off the line. Yeah. Did some sort of backflip to, to clear it off the line. Um, yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, it was, um, it was, I think it was a genuine 10 out of 10 performance from Tyrone Mings. Um, Arsenal, I think they were quite dangerous when uh, Erdegaard came on. And I did fear we were going to concede. But again, I thought Marvellous Nakamba in centre midfield came in and did really well as well. I mean, what did, what did you both think of uh, Nakamba? Yeah, I, I thought I thought Nakamba played brilliantly. Uh, just, just you know, the, the same, the, kind of the same level of performance he did when he came into the side, um, was it last week, a couple of weeks ago? It's hard to lose track of how many games we played uh, recently. But yeah, he, I think he was unfortunate to come out of the side. I think it was against Burnley when um, when McGinn came back in to replace him. I thought he was quite unfortunate to to miss out. And yeah, he he just he just he's got a really good way of marshalling um, that kind of area in front of the the, the defence and behind the rest of the um, kind of more offensive midfield and, and attack. Um, yeah, he did he did he did exactly you know the job I'm sure Smith wanted him to do. Uh, and um, yeah, really really tough for Martinez as well. Like obviously against his former his former club, um, I read that he uh, put in extra drills in training this week because he was so unhappy about how he conceded the goals he did against West Ham. And that's exactly the mentality we want from you know not just him but all the players. It's it's that kind of that kind of willingness to improve. Grealish was spoken to by the BBC this week about this you know constantly wanting to improve. They want they want Villa to challenge for Europe this season, which given how we were performing last season was um, you know is, is a bold thing to say. But the way we're playing, I can't see why that can't be achieved. Um, so yeah, it's I mean again I, I say this frequently, but it's all positive and it's all really looking good for the future. And how good was that save from uh, Emmy the Force Martinez from the free kick in the first half from Granite Xhaka? How good was that? Corner. Fantastic. Brilliant. Uh, it, it was clear. I, I kind of wasn't aware that he'd been, you know, putting in extra time and whatever, but I think that came across completely. You could see that he was one of those players that had really kind of analysed his performance and said, you know what, that wasn't good mm. enough. Um, and yeah, he came out absolutely on fire. He was the force today. Absolutely. If you're a Villa fan based outside the UK, we'd love to hear from you. Let us know how you show your support for the Villa. Are you part of a supporters club or do you have to watch games all alone? You can send us your stories to our email address allvillanofiller at gmail.com. You can also follow us on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages. Just search All Villa No Filler. That's All Villa No Filler. Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for this. The Perfect Eleven. 
the Perfect Eleven, which I'm hosting this week. Now, this is a feature where we build our best ever Aston Villa first 11. So we've already got Bozzy in goal. We've got Alan Hutton at, at right back, who's starting to look a bit out of place, actually. But anyway, <laughs> we move on. Paul McGrath and Olaf Melberg um, in the middle and Stevie Staunton at left back. Now, last week, uh, we made our first midfield choice in Dennis Mortimer. So this week, we need a powerful Mortimer there in midfield, boys. Who's feeling at their most persuasive? Oh, shall I, like Frankie? Shall I, shall I go first? You go <laughs> it's not Frankie, then, is it? You're, you're a very persuasive man, George. So I'll let you go. Go on, George. <laughs> Who you, are right? you choosing to join Dennis Mortimer on the left? Okay, okay. Well, this this player he left he left in he left in fairly acrimonious circumstances. I think it's fair to say. But in terms of kind of his loyalty to the club when he was there, and the amount, the sheer amount of games that he played for us, and, and he played for us during a you know quite a successful period in our recent history um it's it's gareth barry you may have you may have guessed already by now um so when he joined villa he joined as a trainee and you might remember he came with a player called michael standing from brighton and at the time standing was seen as kind of the better prospect um but uh, but but standing didn't really make it at, at, at villa but 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 gareth barry did and he, and he made his debut in 1998 and he and he just he stayed in the team. He just ever since then, really. Uh, you know, he played in the FA Cup final um, in in two thousand, and he was just an extremely uh, consistent player uh, who got better and better and better every season. I think he's he's the one player I can look at because he was there at, at Villa for so long. He progressively, you could see, got better and more mature as a player, and he really kind of like crafted his his art as a as a as a midfielder eventually. And you know his best spell was in that successful Martin O'Neill side. He was, he was captain. He was an excellent leader. He was a great penalty taker. And as I said, he you know he played all the time. He was the youngest player to appear in three hundred Premier League games at the age of twenty six. Um, he was also offered a testimonial then at the age of twenty six because he'd, he'd been at Villa for, for for ten years at that time. Uh, and as I say, I know he left in acrimonious circumstances, but. I think I think it's unfair, you know. We were never, let's be honest, we were never going to win the league, and, and and the club that signed in Man City had obviously been bought. We might have won it if he'd have stayed, George. If, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe that was a sliding doors moment. Uh, but you know, if we're going to be honest, you know, Man City was splashing the cash at that time. I know they kind of still are, but they were obviously gunning for the title big time, and um, and that was you know the reason why he left. And ultimately, he did win the league uh, at Man City, and he won the FA Cup. Uh, and ultimately, he, he just—he was just an all-round um, kind of icon of the Premier League. He made 653 uh, Premier League appearances, not just at Villa, but then on City, Everton, and and West Brom, which I think is—is he might—he might be the player that has the most, uh, the outfield player that has the most Premier League appearances. He's definitely up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so yeah, for me, if you exclude the the, the 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 way in which he left, I think most Villa fans are over it by now, anyway. Um, I, I don't I think, know. You read some of the comments on Facebook. <laughs> uh, maybe, sure maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. But um, but but also, you know, he's. I think I think there's a nice balance. He's left-footed, so to have him on kind of that left side of that centre midfield partnership with Mortimer, that's a solid base for me. Oh, that was quite so, persuasive, um, George. So for me, Frank- but, you got you got Barry on on the yeah left centre mid Mortimer there. I think I think that would be a that would be a nice combination. Okay, Frankie, you are famously unpersuasive, so <laughs> give it your best <laughs> shot. Well, I've gone for Salafu, who was another icon. <laughs> uh, he was good. 
No, I, I was very close to going for Andy Townsend um, from the Ron Atkinson years, who was a really good player and slightly overlooked, I think, now as, as to how good he was. But I've actually, in the end, gone for um, a more recent player in the form of Stylian Petrov. When, when Petrov joined, for I think it was about six million, six and a half million, uh, in 2006, I remember seeing him at Celtic and thinking he was a really good player. And when he came into the Villa, he, I remember watching quite a few times live and thinking he was struggling a bit in the Premier League. His first season, he was a bit patchy with his form, I would say. Um, but when he got to grips with the Premier League and the physicality of it, he was a great, great player in the, in the centre of midfield for Aston Villa. Um, I, you know, when he was at his peak for us, I thought he reminded me of a player who could play at the very, very highest level for, the, for a top club because... He was quite metronomic. He would um, get, play his way out of difficult situations. He'd get the ball and keep the game ticking over. Um, and then also he was quite, um, he was a good tackler. He was quite scrappy there in midfield when he needed to be. Um, and then I think George as well, in uh, 2009, in, when uh, he was playing alongside Gareth Barry, Stylian Petrov won the Supporters Player of the Year and the Players Player of the Year. <laughs> I love it. Uh, to oh, win that, it's oh. not the supporters' decision today. To, to, it's not a supporters' decision. To win, that, <laughs> to win that when Villa were kind of at their peak, uh, Gareth Barry was playing there, Ashley Young was playing there, Gabby was in great form. Um, it's quite an achievement. Um, Stillian was a brilliant player for quite a few years for us. And um, I think his career obviously ended in um, you know very tragic circumstances. And thankfully, he's now through... Uh, the uh, the leukemia he got, but you know I think if he'd been able to stay on another few years, um, I think Villa might not have struggled quite as much as we did at that period of time. Um, he w- he was a stalwart in midfield. Um, he's widely beloved by the by the team. Um, I think he could or by the by the um, by the fans. Sorry, um, even to this day, and always will be. And uh, I think he's a player who could fit into any Villa team ever. I think he'd actually play, he'd be a really good player for us right now. Um, probably playing a similar role to someone like John McGinn. A tough player, but a very classy player on the ball as well. Um, yeah. A Villa legend. He, he, oh. was, he was very good. Rasheem, I don't envy you this week. It's, this uh, is no. tough, you know. This is, tough, I think this is the toughest one. one yet. I don't know. I think Gareth Barry's probably technically the better player, but then against the man who's had more claps than the carers. I don't know. He's beloved. Um, George, I'm sorry. I think I just... I think you've got to... Do you know what? Do you know what? I think it's the same as Frankie said when we chose the Scottish Cafu at right back. I think Gareth Barry is the better player, but I can't let that kind of pantomime villain kind of persona of him go in the way he left Villa and all of that. I'm one of those fans who hasn't forgiven him. Oh, no. And I'm one of those fans that kind of loves Stan Petrov. So I oh, who think... doesn't love Stan Petrov? <laughs> I, 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 don't, think... I don't envy this. I, you know, I... I oh, uh, yeah, I... I, I, I... You've got to love Stan Petrov. Let's have a round of applause. It's Stylian Petrov joining Dennis Mortimer in midfield. Well done, Stan. You're listening to All Villa, No Filler, a podcast about the greatest football team on earth. We'd love to hear your views about our perfect 11 and whether it's the Scottish Cafu or Mark Delaney at right back for you. Just get in touch on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. 
Okay, well, let's look ahead to Villa's next game now. It's Brighton away next Saturday. Rasheen, how do you think that one is going to go? Yeah, I just I think the main thing that that I would pick up on is is Brighton themselves not being a famous attacking force. Let's be honest, um, our defence being really really well. There was West Ham, but our defence is really really solid this season. Um, and with Emmy Martinez at the back, even if we you know Ollie Watkins doesn't nail this chance and and that chance, I just again I'm not that concerned about it um, because I I can't see Brighton making the chances. Yeah, I mean, obviously they they did. They, I mean, they did. They did beat us. Oh, look, yeah, actually, yeah, but yeah. but um, you're right. I think they've struggled. And they have they, beaten Liverpool as well. So they, maybe I'm. Yeah, they're in a bit of form at the moment. Definitely, they 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 have struggled in front of goal. Uh, they don't they don't tend to score many. Um, and and you're right. You know, our defence, especially since that Brighton game, has I think just just got better and better and, and improved since then. So I think they will have a, a, a job scoring against us. I. I Something about about Brighton though, they're they're, they're very unpredictable. They are quite tricky. Um, you know, as I say, they're in good form. I really I do rate Graham Potter as a as a as a good tactical manager. I think it'll be quite a, sort of a fascinating game because, you know, I think, you know, Smith knows his tactics and he sets his team up to kind of beat anyone. I think he looks at every game and every opposition differently and and he tries to beat them. Um, any any way that he can with the players we have at our disposal, and I do think Potter's kind of the same. I think they're they're sort of quite similar. I, I think Potter's both Villa fans aren't they? I think Potter's a Villa fan. Yeah, Pot, Pot, Potter's from Solihull. Is he? You know, he's, a, yeah. he's a fellow Silhillian. Um, so uh, so yeah, I do I expect a, a good match. I do think Brighton do play good football. If if not, you know, the most effective in, in the attack. But um, yeah, Frankie, how do you think? How do you think that's going to go? Yeah, I, I, funnily, I don't think we've. Since we've come back into the Premier League, I don't think we've played that well against Brighton. I was at the game where we beat them 2-1 when uh, Super Matty Target scored in the last minute. But actually, until they got a red card in the first half, they were kind of outplaying us. They were playing it very well on the floor. And I think they did that to us again earlier this season at Villa Park. But, you know, that said, we are better away from home usually, I think. Um, And our defence has shown again today that it can be very resolute. Um, Ollie Watkins is on fire. So... Obviously, we'll we'll likely create quite a few chances, but they're not. They, you know, they are in good form. They've beaten Tottenham one nil at home uh, just at the end of January. There, beat Liverpool one nil away. Drawn today, I think with Burnley. So they're 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 not conceding many, and they're but as you say, they're not scoring too many either. So I think it will probably be quite a tight game, and uh, neither side will probably create loads of chances, but. Um, possibly slightly similar to the Southampton game, maybe a little bit like that. You know, it's if you get a chance, you've got to take it. Right, so this is where things get competitive again. It's the back in time quiz, where, as the title implies, I'll take a journey back in time to see how much Frankie and Rasheen really know about Aston Villa. Uh, As ever, we're playing for the Townsend Trophy, named after Aston Villa legend Andy Townsend, and whoever wins the quiz takes hold of the trophy, and by the end of the season, whoever's won the title the most wins a free Nando's. The catch being the losers have to buy it for them. Now, the last time you both played it was Frankie, again, 
he came away victorious. Rashid, Rashid, you you struggled. I'm the West Brom of this league. Mm. You, you struggled, but hey, there's plenty of time to turn it around. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe today is the day where we start the turnaround. You're the, we'll hire, see. You're the chairman of hiring in Sam Allardyce now to turn your season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going to be feeding you all the answers. <laughs> Right, so buzzer sounds, Frankie. I guess you're not going to change. What was your buzzer sound? RB, Fenton. Fenton after Graham Fenton, of course. Yeah. And Roisin, what's your buzzer sound this week? Top Premier League scorer, Gabby, boys. Gabby Abonglahor. Gabby Abonglahor. Okay, so right, so, so I'm hosting the quiz this week, and this time we're going to be talking about shirt sponsors. So the sponsors Ooh. on the Aston Villa shirts over Ooh. the last few years. So I'm, I'm going to I'm going to give you guys the year. I'm going to talk about some um, historical events which happened during that season, and you have to tell me what was on the shirts of Aston Villa Football Club the in sponsor. that season. The sponsor. The sponsor. Okay. Right. So, are you ready? So in this year, oh, Queen yeah. Victoria's reign came to an end. <laughs> 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 what was on the shirts? Okay, right. So, this is the 96-97 season. The 96. Oh, wow. You don't even need me to give you any sort of context. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> go on, go, 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 go. No, 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 no. Listen, if you want to... No, you, I think it might be wrong. This is the problem. No, listen, you, you, listen, hey, I'm not going to stop no, you. If you, if you think you know. You got very excited there. You just it's, not, it's not ASD computers, is it? It is ASD computers. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wow. I was, I was not going to gonna... Give us the context, sorry. I'm I was going to give a whole spiel about what happened yeah. in 1996. No, go on, tell us. But... Tell us, George. What happened Shall in 1996? Okay, okay, okay. I mean, this seems a bit redundant yeah. now, but sure. Uh, so, football <laughs> came home as England lose on penalties to the to the old enemy Germany. Oh, Do you remember that? Oh, Gareth Southgate. Yeah, touchy subject for Gareth, isn't it? Charles and Diana finalised their divorce. <laughs> <laughs> and Changing Rooms appears on our screen to the first <laughs> What a great year. What a great Fantastic. year. Fantastic, yes. Well, well, Led by Smiley, Smiley, Carol, Smiley. Smiley, Smiley, Carol, Smiley. Well, 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 Sheen, I didn't even need to give you any of that. You leapt in and you were right. Oh, wow. So you taken early I'm, leads in the like, back in time. That's, a re- that's yeah. like Dwight York's goal against Coventry. It's like within 10 seconds. <laughs> I couldn't wasn't prepared for that. I think this one is going to be a bit, a bit trickier. It might not be, but who knows. We're moving forward just one season. The 98-99 season. Okay. So uh, this was when the euro, the the the, the, uh, the currency was launched. Obviously, the UK stayed well well away from the from the euro. We've always been uh, a bit dismissive of, of that, haven't we? Um, <laughs> Don't bring the B word into it. Uh, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say anything about that. It's not a political show. Um, no. Hoddle was dismissed as England manager for some <clears throat> unsavoury comments about a certain group of people, uh, and uh, and Vauxhall launched the Safira. Great. Fenton. So, Gabby. Oh. Oh, well, Fenton came in first there. Frankie, what did we Is have on our shirts? NTL. It's not NTL. Oh, no. I'm thinking, Gabby, I think it's either Rover or Acorns because I think that we went to Acorns, went off to a few, mono, you know, other sponsors and then went back. I feel like we, I think I'm going to go gonna have Acorns, to hurry Acorns. Acorns. It's not Acorns. Oh, it's not Acorns. It? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you who it was. It was LDV Vans. LDV Vans. Oh yeah. Oh, it was that. Yeah. It was Vox. That's your Voxel clue threw me off. Yeah, I thought I thought it might. I thought it might. Well, there we are. So Rashina is still in the lead. Oh, after that. oh no. no. Okay, we're moving. We're moving forward in time now to uh, the 2013-14 season. 
Now, the cho- the, oh, this is what happened then. The chosen one, David Moyes, is sacked by United. <laughs> <laughs> Birmingham rejoices as its new library is opened. Lovely. And um, Chessington World Adventures announces a ban <laughs> on animal print clothing, saying Gabby? it uses oh. the actual animals there. Um, <laughs> what would the villa sponsor? I think it's got to be betting companies by this time, so I think I'm going to go... Bet three six five. Bet three six five. It's not bet three six five. Oh. Frankie, this is your chance Ooh. to steal. Was it? Are they called Daffa Bet? <laughs> it was Daffa <laughs> Bet. <laughs> It was Daffa Bet. Oh, well, that, is, that what it's, is that how it's pronounced? Daffa Bet. Yeah, I mean, D A F A B E T. Oh, my word. Oh, I see. feel like I can picture Fabian Delph in that Daffa Bet. That's shirt. right. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, so, oh, awful. Awful. I never liked it. <laughs> it's, it's, one, it's one all. I've got two more to, uh, to go. So it's, it's neck and neck. Okay. Now we're going back. We're going back before 1314 to 2004, 2005. Now, during this season, Tony Blair announced his intention to resign as Prime Minister. Gordon Brown licking his lips in the background behind him. Doctor Who is revived as a TV series with Christopher Eccleston as a lead role. And Malcolm Glazer gains control of Man United to the delight of United fans everywhere. Gabby. <laughs> okay, machine. What did we wear on our shirt? Was it Rover now? Was it Rover? But we already had Rover. No, we haven't had Rover, but it wasn't Rover this year. Benton. Was it was it NTL at this point? It wasn't oh, NTL. Oh, was it Acorns? Was it Acorns? It, Acorn. it wasn't Acorns. Oh, it wasn't Acorns. It was DWS. The cows, the cows. cows. That's right, the cows. <laughs> oh, my word. I can't believe I'm forgetting this. <gasps> yeah, I know. It's, this I think is it's, a good it's one, a challenge. George. It's a challenge. It's tough. Oh. It's tough. It's a challenging quiz. So what, we on one all? It's one all, and this is the final one that I've actually got. So oh, wow. I might have to go to something there. You need to get this one. Oh, no, this is end to end. Yeah. This is end to end. Right, final one here. It's the 2000-2001 season. The production of the mini ends at Longbridge after 41 years. Kevin Keegan resigns as England boss after losing to Germany in the final game at the old Wembley. And Judith Keppel becomes the first winner of a million pounds on the show. Who wants to be a millionaire? But that's Gabby, all Gabby, 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 it's irrelevant. I'm just, I'm going to choose acorns again. I'm just going to choose it again and hope you it's You are a big fan of acorns and no. you are wrong again. No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear. oh, no, how no. no. Okay. okay. Yeah, go on. I think this year... Injury time. I think NTL. <laughs> <laughs> Would you believe it? Oh my god, it's the Rashid them collapse to the floor. No, on the floor. No, I can't believe it's a it. It's steal. It's a steal. Cow my boots. Stop the steal. Oh my god, they're just like, all the players are oh on the floor, their heads are that bad. I just assumed that you would choose acorns because it's one of our most this is, Yeah, but this is the thing. I, I, th- I made it I wanted to make it more challenging. I thought I thought AST oh. was you, you know, when you got that, I thought, oh I, I hope these are these are challenging. And they were to be fair, you were you were These were good, yeah. Um, yeah, Would you have got NTL if I didn't say it, Frankie? Yeah, I, I knew. I oh kept, yeah, oh yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I knew it was sort of around that era, but I know I feel like Rover came in like two thousand two ish, like just after NTL, maybe. I don't yeah, I tell you wrong, I think, but... I, no, I think I think you're right. Because um, I was going through it this this morning, but yeah, 
It was NTL in uh, in the millennium. Oh. And I used to be going around telling everyone, I'll tell you what, NTL, that's the future of the internet. <laughs> yeah. Future of the internet, that is. They'll, they'll be going for years. None NTL. of this namby-pamby Facebook malarkey. Oh. Um, I don't know why I was a northerner back in 2001. So, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I was good. Oh, I, I tell you, Rasheen, like, it feels like when Son scored that last-minute winner for Tottenham. Do you know, that was the one that I thought I had in the back as well. Son says, oh. Frank, yeah. Frankie, I mean, you're on a hot, hot streak at the moment. Oh, I know. God, I'm Nando's. I'm not this quiz, am I? I'm very Nando's is getting closer. As hot as a Nando's sauce I am at the moment in this game. <laughs> killing it. Hot, hot as a bowl of peri-peri nuts. Well done, yeah. Frankie. Well, there we are. Uh, Frankie, once again, is our winner this week. Well done, Frankie. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host, George Zelinski. See you next week, Machine. See you next week, George. Cheery bye, Frankie. I'm telling you, NTL is the future of the internet. <laughs> I still believe. <laughs> they, might, they might make a roaring comeback, who knows? Uh, and it's uh, goodbye from me. We'll be back next week to talk over the Brighton game. But until then, come on, you Villa boys from Aston. <laughs>